I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Journey. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. Um, I mean, I didn't think I'd have a break like this in between the last episode and this one. I knew this would probably be my last episode for the year. Uh, I knew I was getting ready to take a trip and things would be busy. But let me get you, can I get you caught up, caught up on uh, <laughs> on what, what's been going on? So. Uh, uh, at the end of the year, or a couple of weeks ago, I guess I uh, I took a, a business trip that I put off for as long as I could because of all the COVID stuff. I was just trying to I tried to wait until a time I felt would be good to do that. Um, and in conjunction with that, right after that trip, I had I had planned a, an appointment to go see my a dental uh, a um, an oral surgeon. Uh, for some work that my regular dentist recommended I have done almost two years ago now, but because of COVID again, I put it off. I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to be going to the dentist in the middle of COVID, especially pre-vaccine, uh, and have my mouth open for an hour or whatever the heck it was to, have that done. So anyway, I go on this trip and I took all the normal precautions, wore a mask the entire time I traveled, almost eight hours because you can't get a direct flight out of St. Louis anymore. So I had to go to Denver and sit for four hours just to get uh, to, to eventually to New Mexico. Um, and then the same thing on the way back, wore masks ex- and uh, did all my did all the things I thought I was supposed to do, then come back the very next day. I go to the dentist, have my surgery. That was on Thursday of last week. By Saturday, I woke up. I had what felt like a, a cold, so I ran in and got a a test to be safe. And it turned out it was negative. Sunday, I still felt sick, but I felt good that I was negative. I was isolating, uh, not intentionally because of COVID, but because, you know, my mouth hurt so bad. I had some pretty invasive, uh, pretty invasive process done. So I wasn't, I wasn't really around people after I went to the drugstore uh, and got my antibiotics and pain pills and all that stuff on Friday. And then Thursday, of course, I'm, I'm sorry, on Saturday, then of course I went to the urgent care. Uh, Monday morning, I get up and notice I can't smell or taste anything. Yay. So uh, it took me almost 30 hours to get an appointment because even after two years, our system is so inefficient. It takes that long to get an appointment or it took me that long to find an open appointment to get a PCR test. I was told to get that instead of the rapid test because they're more accurate. Uh, the, the, the airlines and many hospitals won't accept the rapid test because they're so inaccurate. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that. 
I don't know. I haven't talked to anyone, not many other people that did know that. So um, if you have a choice, you're better off getting the, the PCR test that takes 24 to 40 hours to get the results because, hey, it's accurate. Wouldn't you rather have a, a slow, accurate result than a fast, inaccurate one? Boom. So uh, Tuesday afternoon, I get the test, which means Wednesday evening, I got my results back and boom, I've got COVID. And so that's why I sound a little bit slow today. Um, but I've been I've been home alone for eight days now, and I have to do I have to be in quarantine for at least ten days from when I got tested. So that would be uh, another week from today. I need to be by myself and just doing a lot. Of, I'm feeling enough myself now that my brain's working more, not hundred <laughs> percent. Maybe like 86% Carlo now. Uh, so I was thinking, you know, um, and I didn't want to do any posts about this on Thanksgiving. First, I didn't feel good enough for it. And I didn't want it turned into like a, a, a pity, you know, hey, look at me. I got COVID on Thanksgiving kind of thing. So that was fine. I, I was totally fine um, having some time to myself and time to think. And, but it got me thinking about some things I want to talk about as we um, kind of wrap up this year and look forward to next year, especially with uh, Black Friday that just happened and Christmas on the way. A lot of things I've been thinking about and talking about uh, over the, over the last several months about materialism and simplification and just watching, you know, this, this cycle happen again, the, the, the newspapers and stock markets all excited about a great Christmas season. And I just, um, it makes me it makes me sad for the impact that's going to have on people's lives uh, for that little short term burst of uh, I guess it's serotonin people get when they get when they get some shiny new thing get or give I should say but uh, I want to start off with a quote from a gentleman I keep seeing his his stuff I haven't I haven't read a full one of his books yet but it's Thomas Merton I'm not sure if I'm saying that right Merton Merton M E R T O N he was uh, an American monk and writer and thinker who, uh, I guess he was alive from 1915 to 1968 and was uh, kind of known for being an intellectual and, and studying uh, many different religions and philosophies and, 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 and being a very thoughtful writer about those things and his experiences. But uh, he said something that really resonated with me with what I'm, I've been pondering, and that is, quote, we live in a society whose policy is to excite every nerve in the human body and keep it at the highest pitch of artificial tension, to strain every human desire to the limit and create as many new desires and synthetic passions as possible in order to cater to them with the products of our factories and printing presses and movie studios and all the rest, end quote. Thomas Merton. So that got me thinking, you know, this is something that I've been trying to write about or have written about um, and, and it's come up many times in our podcast uh, over the last several months. You know, this, this, this massive external pressure that gets transferred inside of us 
and it gets reinforced everywhere of how we should live, who we should be, how we should spend our time and our money and ultimately our very lives. And this message is so loud and so incessant that whatever we have, it's not enough. That we should always be striving for more, to have more, to be more forever and ever and ever. And, and, and you know, there's this idea like if, if what we have, what we have today is often more than what we had five years ago or 10 years ago or whatever time period you want to look at. And if that's not enough, then why, why is more still better? You know, you think through this whole idea that, you know, you have to have a starter home, you know, that the, the home you buy is not good enough. It's, it's too small. It's too simple. Uh, a starter car, a starter, you know, starter work clothes on and on and on. And, you know, I became aware of this in my twenties that, you know, oh, this is, this is my starter home and I'm going to get this next home and I'm going to fix it and make it better and better and better and better. And, and the, the, the problem solver in me and the planner in me and the driver in me just set my brain and all my energy and my mental, my mental energy and my soul was just, just dove into fixing this problem. How can I learn more to make more money? How can I make my money go further? How can I learn how to do the things I need to do around my house so that I can do them and make my house better, make it better, make it better, work harder, try harder, learn more, earn more. It was, it was never enough. You know, I, I, it, when I started um, as an intern, not as an intern, when I first started as a financial planner, I was making a draw of $2,000 a month and that paid for my insurance and it paid for my my mortgage payment and my car payment, my groceries. And I had a little bit money left over. I had, I had money to save. And then I remember, you know, five, 10 years later, I kept looking at how much more I was earning and I, and I was saving less than I was when I was making $2,000 a month because I had so many more demands on my money and certainly a heck of a lot more demands on my time. You know, when I, when I started, I had this time on my hands. I had, I had, I read all the time and I, I exercised and I had these bonsai trees and I had uh, time to think and time to cook and time to do fun things. And then fast forward five, 10 years later, and I had none of that. I was making more money and had no time to do anything enjoyable. And I tell that whole story in afterlife, how, you know, when I, when I was just about 40, then my life crashed and my parents died and I went through the divorce and was put into a big timeout and was able to kind of rethink those things. And I'm forever grateful for that experience. I, I, I still in the backside don't know if I would have, if I had the courage to ask for that tough of a lesson, but I'm grateful for my response to it. And I told that story again in Afterlife, how I, I used that time when I, I, everything, everything felt like it had been reset to kind of re, rebuild my life. So I got a condo instead of a house. And I've told those stories a, a billion times, you know, I, I, but I simplified my life 
And that's what gave me the time and, and freed up resources for me to then achieve, to discover what I, what I want, to recognize what I want, and then go after it. But um, going back to this quote about you know society doing these things, and I've, I've told this story too about how individuals in my old life started pressuring me when when I didn't have this external pressure to to to, to have certain things. People from my old world started started judging me subtly and not sometimes. You know when I when I got. When I moved from the county to the city, when I moved from a home to a smaller uh, apartment condo, I got comments like, are you happy with that little apartment? Are you happy in the city? Do you think you'll move back? Do you think you'll get something different? Do you think you'll get something bigger? This, 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 this concern. And each step along the way, you know, um, I had to re- I had to consciously comfortable with what it is I wanted, and then you know, there's a lot of those people that just aren't in my life anymore. You know that 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 they can't relate to how I live. It's too strange and too different. Um, but the cool thing is, the clearer I've gotten on who I am, what I want, and what I want, you know, then you attract new people into your life. You find people that 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 think that's interesting, who think that's smart, who live that way. And it's not, it's not a big thing. Sometimes, you know, the, the way I live, um, is more and more European in the sense of living in a multifamily home and, and, and trying to live on less, re- less resources. Um, I've talked about this no car Carlo thing where I'm, I'm, I'm ultimately trying to get to the point where I don't have a car. Um, and you know, you have to, you have to get really clear on, on who you are and what you want, and then it, it it allows you to take your act, take the actions that you need to take in order to get the things that you want. Okay, with all that, so I, what I want to do is, um, I want to op- I want to make this a little bit more practical than some of my my um, episodes that were just more conversations. So, one thing I was thinking about for for as as I and you are looking at two thousand twenty two. You know where where can we open up space? Where can we open up space from a time and a money standpoint? You know what are the things that you? These are the questions I'm asking myself. What, what are the things that I can? What are the things I can let go of? What are the expenses I can get rid of? What 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 additional commitments can I let go of things that I don't need to be involved in things. I don't need to be doing things that aren't bringing me joy or helping me towards my, towards my goals. Um, what relationships might be, be toxic or destructive or, um, or just not healthy. What are the expectations and beliefs that I have about myself and for myself that might be holding holding me back or you holding you back. Um, you know, the more, the more clear we are, I, uh, I, I talk a lot in the book about yes and saying yes to things, but the more clear we are about what it is we want to be, have, and do, then A, it is easier to say yes to those things, but 
you know, we only have so much time and energy and money. And so the unspoken thing is that when you say yes to something, you're often saying no to, we're saying no to every, every other thing. You know, when we say yes to, to, to watching a uh, hundred hours on Netflix, we're saying no to exercising and no to reading and no to engaging with friends and, and learning in, in that time. Um, you know, you have to, if you still do those things, you have to do it with what's left over. So one thing I'm doing and I encourage people to, to give it a try is to have a, a notebook or a dedicated document. Um, I, I still am old fashioned and I love to write things down. Um, I, I do a combination of, of digital and combination of, of, I guess, analog is the, is the physical way. But having, having this place where you can just use that use use uh, your time to to just jot down your ideas, anything that you want to do, have and be describing as in as clear details as you can what your life, what you want to accomplish during your lifetime, what you want to have, what you want to learn, where you want to go, what you want to be, and then you know break it down into as, as few simple things as you can. And then just keep asking yourself every day, what can I do to move myself toward these goals? Am I eating the things I need to eat? Am I reading the things I need to read? Am I spending time the way I want to spend my time? And that will just give you a laser focus. And then then you're not sometimes consciously saying no to things. You're, you, you know, you are, but you're, 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 um, you're moving you're doing it by 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 putting the things that are that are helpful and healthy into your life, and like I was saying at the beginning, you know, be prepared. Sometimes, sometimes the people that are part of your world won't understand that. They might reject it. They might criticize it. They might judge it. They might condemn it. And if they don't eventually understand you, um, then sadly, sometimes we have to make a decision of of. Um, to, to move towards our dreams or have our destiny or have or stay the same so that it doesn't make someone else feel uncomfortable. And just know sometimes that that feeling of uncomfort will result in them maybe reflecting on their lives and then you'll end up having a positive impact on on other people in ways you can't see. Uh, and other times it it just might mean you you grow in a different way. Some people talk about outgrowing. It's just some, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the judgment of that because we're all on our own path and we're all, all moving in our own direction. So just look at that as you're growing, you're growing in a different direction. You know, you need different things. You need different nutrients. You need different amount of sunlight and all those kind of things. So have that journal and keep, keep saying yes to those things. And, you know, as corny as it is, I mean that's what I that's what I that's what I meant when I talked about this being the journey. Um, the the things that I've said yes to that have brought me such great joy, you know the whole the whole Italian the Italian journey the Italian citizenship project that I did. It wasn't it wasn't the end thing of, of achieving or getting or getting recognized for a certain thing that was what brought me so much joy. Um, if I had for some reason not been able to get 
the, the the end thing that I wanted, or if it was still in process, I still would have benefit, benefited massively, uh, enormously from the the journey, the things I learned, and the people I met along the way. By in 2016, saying yes to that whole project. Yes, I'm going to pursue this possibility. Between 2016 and now, that opened up the possibility and path for me to meet family in Sicily. It opened up the possibility and pathway for me to meet dozens of new friends in Italy and other parts of Europe that are now an important part of my daily life sometimes. Um, it opened up pathways for me to study and learn about culture, history, traditions, customs of, of my family, but then also, you know, a giant piece of humanity that now when I connect with people from that part of the world, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting with a place of, of, of curiosity and understanding and empathy. And um, it, it, that just brings me so much joy. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um, I, I had already had that experience with, with German and Germany when, when I was young, and that still continues. And now I have it with Italy and, and, and other people that I'm meeting around the world. And there's just no limit to that. And again, it's not <clears throat> whether, whether I have 10 more years on this planet or, or 50. That's something that uh, the journey, it will still be fun. I still keep enjoying it or, or not, or it'll lead, to, it'll lead to some other things. So again, why, why, what does that have to do with the whole, uh, the very quote at the very, 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 very beginning? You know, this, this society has this policy to excite us and, 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 and drive us to actions. Well, that those actions and, and the, the, the lifestyle, this American dream of, of having a house and then a bigger house and a bigger house and filling that house full of things that you don't even know what most of them are or, or why you have them um, and continually converting your time to money and money to stuff, that is just an endless cycle of emptiness. Um, it's just, it is. And I, 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 uh, again, that's what I've found. That's what's, that's, what's been true for me. Um, the more I've simplified, the more I've gotten rid of things, the more space it's created in my life to do have and be what I want. And I'm going to continue to focus on more of that. I'm going to continue to push down that path and see where it leads me and what I'm able to accomplish uh, along the way in, in, in a way that's hopefully fun, interesting, rewarding, and good for good for the good for humanity so that you know when I'm on my, on my deathbed I feel like that what I did mattered and that I made a difference and that I helped so I don't know what else I don't know what else we can hope for is that at the end of our life that we look back and we feel good about what we did that we're that we're surrounded by 
the things that we are that we have and the people that we're that we are with and the memories that we have feel worth it and um i've gotten to that point where i told you i think i wrote in the book that um for for so many years I obsessed with living to a hundred or 110. I, I just kept, I kept expanding the number and looking at, well, what can I do to live longer, live longer, live longer. And somewhere, somewhere past my crisis and into my healing, I realized I hadn't thought about that in years. And it was because I was living now. I was happy in that moment. I was happy with the things I was doing. I was happy that I was building things and making things and making new connections and that I had made my life simpler and therefore I had more time, I had more money to uh, focus on the things that were important to me. And I've the, the progress I made five, the five years after that has, has been surprising to me and I'm excited to see what's next. And I'm not doing anything that's special or unique or impossible. It's things that each and every one of us has a choice to do, um, but we have to circle back to ourselves and what's important so we can drown out that, that stream from the outside and stream from maybe our social circle that's pressuring us to be, have, and do what everybody else is, has, and does. So I hope this was coherent. I'm going to go back and listen to it. <laughs> when you, I haven't podcasted while sick before. So uh, who knows? I might go back and listen to this and have to trash the whole thing. Uh, or maybe, maybe, maybe there's some gems in there. I think that's all I can do right now. That's all, that's all I have energy for. Um, like I said, I, I don't think I'm doing any more interviews this year. It's uh, late November. Um, I'm really focused on this end of the end of this end of uh, my business project to kind of make sure everything's wrapped up there in an appropriate way, and I feel good about that. Um, thinking about a lot of big things I have working on next year, and we'll start lining up interviews in the new year, and probably we'll launch this again in January or February. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I wouldn't be surprised if I get. Uh, inspired like I did just now to do a solo episode and write a blog post that goes along with it. So that's what I got. Don't forget to um, to like and share and all those kind of fun things. And if you've again, if you've been waiting for the audio version of Afterlife, it's available now on Audible and iTunes and Amazon and all those kind of places. So that's what I got for you. I hope that was helpful. I hope you um I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and that that this is helpful that you'll use this end of the year time to kind of reflect and think about what you want the this next year and then the the rest of your life to look like because you're in control you can design and make it however you want it won't like I said in the book it's not easy but it's simple and you have to have your own back and trust yourself and love yourself love yourself enough to say yes to the things you want, regardless of what, how, how it impacts um, other people's opinions. I mean, of course, I'm not talking about hurting people, but I'm talking about if someone judges you for the kind of car you have, the kind of house you have, then, you know, you have to, you have to really question that relationship, which is hard. 
you can do it. Okay. That's what I got for you. I hope this is helpful. I hope that you uh, are having a good day, a good week, and that you will use some of these tools and uh, reflect on what you want and say yes to your dreams, move towards them, and enjoy your journey. Thank you so much. Thank you.